0: The Nonprofit MBA Purpose is to provide new business insights and fresh creative ideas for executive directors and their teams that will help them improve their organization. Here is your host, Stephen Holasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Holastic and I will be your host for today's Nonprofit MBA podcast. For those of you who don't know me, I am co founder of Financing Solutions. And Financing Solutions is the leading provider in the United States of lines of credit for small nonprofits. Uh, line of credits are extremely uh, valuable to have. It was, uh, you know, up until we got into this business 12 years ago, unheard of for a nonprofit to be approved for a line of credit. Uh, for various different reasons, so it's it is a really good product. I'm I'm proud to say we offer it. And if you're interested in learning more about a line of credit for your nonprofit, please visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Uh, we also have a sponsor. Our sponsor is Arrays It's spelled A R A I Z E. They are uh, Arrays is accounting software that's specifically built for small to medium-sized nonprofits. I'm on the board of directors of a uh, one of the nonprofits I'm on the board of directors for. Um we switched to a Raise uh, within the last two couple months and you know it's just it's so much better than something like QuickBooks that's not made for nonprofits. So if you're interested in uh learning more about a please visit their website at a r a i z e.com or you can call Joe at 866-840-7449. Today, I am very excited to be speaking with John Gumas from uh, Gumas Advertising. Uh, And today um, we're gonna be talking about the power of branding for your nonprofit. Um, uh, uh, John is a veteran of the branding, advertising, and interactive marketing industry. John founded GUMAS Advertising in 1984. Uh, Today, the award-winning firm is consistently named one of the top branding and interactive marketing firms by the California Business Times. John is recognized as one of the country's foremost authorities on challenger brand marketing. He is the author of two books as well, Marketing Smart and Challenger Brand Marketing. John, welcome to today's MBA podcast. Hi, Steven. It's Great to be here. So I see that Challenger brand marketing is trademarked, and so I guess I assume that's your um, uh, that's your trademark.
1: Correct. We uh, we created the category. We uh, um, uh, own the category, and that trademark is is ours. Okay. Um.
0: So what's unique uh, about the challenger branding um, process that makes it trademarkable?
1: Well, it, it, it's, it's a methodology and most organizations. And uh, the first point I want to make is nonprofits need to consider themselves like, a, like, like other businesses consider themselves in terms of, of branding, marketing, positioning, advertising. Um, they, they need to think that way. And challenger brand marketing is is a methodology for organizations who are competing against other organizations that have greater resources than they have, and resources can de- be defined. And the most obvious one is more marketing dollars, but they can have more uh, um, uh, folks on the street, more salespeople, slash uh, um, um, uh, donors. In ter- they could have. Uh, more marketing might they can have better brand recognition all of those those things kind of position yourself if you don't if you're not the number 1 organization in your category then you're a challenger brand and challenger brands cannot compete against these better resource organizations head to head but they can outsmart them they can outmaneuver them they can outposition them they can outmessage them and that's what challenger brands have to do. So this methodology that we refer to as challenger brand marketing is a process. It's a five-step process in which uh, allows organizations, specifically nonprofits, to effectively position themselves in the market. Because as we know, donors are hard to find and even more difficult to close, right? They, donors have lots of choices. Um, when it comes to giving their money away, so how does a nonprofit stand out from all of these other, I'm going to call them competitors that, that are, that are all vying for the same donors. So what do you do? How do you get yourself in a position where, where, uh, you stand out and you're relevant to people and donor specific, uh, they can be donors. It can be, uh, supporters, but what do you do? Um, just hoping that you're different and, and, uh, um, is, is really not good enough because every organization, nonprofit specifically does the same thing. So nonprofits really need to step back and look at themselves like a challenger brand and how do they reposition, how they remessage themselves in order to maximize their, uh, um, their potential.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I, if I'm playing the role of some of our listeners they would they might be sitting there saying, you know what, that's branding is for, you know, Coke and Pepsi and you know some of these other huge organizations. But having done my like my own major branding projects on my companies, um, I would tell you that the the exercises, and that's why I think, you know, following a methodology like, you know, well, I haven't read your book, but Finding, following a methodology for branding can help you in ways that is completely irrelevant to building your brand, but helping you understand who you are, who you compete against, um, what you stand for, what your values are, all of these things that becomes pervasive throughout your organization if you do the exercises and you follow through after as well. And I, I mean, I, the branding project, I, I don't know if you know, um, you might, uh, this, uh, Robert Bloom, uh, is a guy who I had met and I read his book. He was the, the founder and CEO of Publicis, And, um, and I, I, I read his book. I loved it. We, uh, my team had implemented his methodology or what he was talking about was really some methodology. And we brought him on board to help us. And it was the best project I ever did. Really. It was so worthwhile. So, so my point being is, and would you agree that doing, working on a branding project often has other benefits than just helping your brand?
1: Yeah. I would probably add not, not often, but always, 100% of the time does it because it, it really makes you look at your organization differently. And it, it's, it's an interesting phenomena that happens. And with I with not just nonprofits, all organizations, it is impossible for, for someone who is inside an organization to step outside of that organization and look at it from the outside objectively like a potential donor would. Um, it, it really is in, it impossible to do that because you you live it and breathe it every day. It's impossible, but you have to. And uh, um, and what, what tends to happen is we tend to think we know what our donors want to hear from us. We tend to think we know uh, what we have to say. We tend to think we know what makes us different from our competitors. But I've been doing this for 40 years, and I can tell you 100% of the time, not 99, but 100% of the time, what our clients think is very different than what their donors think in terms of why they got involved with the organization. And think about that for a moment. That, that critical piece of data right there, what, what their donors need to hear them say, is the most important marketing data that any organization will ever know. Because if you say what someone needs to hear, all of a sudden, all of your communication, all of a sudden, all of your development folks, all of a sudden, everything you do becomes much, much more effective because you're, you're resonating. And so we, the challenger brand uh, methodology is it's really five steps. And the first step is what we refer to as discovery. And that's where we dig deep into, into very key, into key areas to learn exactly what that is. So, so the discovery process uh, includes interviewing three key constituents, actually interviewing two and analyzing one. So what we do is we speak to donors, um, one-on-one telephone calls with donors, and we're asking them very unique questions designed to be emotionally based to pull out what we refer to as the truth really why did you donate to this organization what was it about this organization that really made them stand out from 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 your other options and uh what we're looking for is emotion we ask emotionally based questions that that uh, um uh, create emotionally based answers because it's the emotion that gives you the information you want um The worst thing that can happen to any organization is you get the wrong information. And that tends to happen in in conventional type of of research. Um, So, Stephen, tell me what you think of me. Oh, I don't know. You seem like a nice guy. You you know what? My point is you're going to give me the easiest answer and it may not be the truth, which I may take that information and go down the wrong path. And so that's a problem. So anyway, so the first part of that is we we talk to donors and really uh, uh, find out why. And we're looking for uh, words, we're looking for emotion because we want to create messaging. Then we did a similar uh, uh, interviews to the internal constituents, you know, the executive director on down to the development people and any other key folks within the organization. And 100% of the time, what they think is different than what their donors think. So that disconnect right there is, is, uh, um, is critical. And the third part of the discovery is we look at uh, competitors, right? So, um, which which are your organizations, really your your key competitors? What your donors have choices? What are the, what are those organizations that close align with you closest? And we have to analyze them to see what they are saying and how they're positioning themselves. So those three points of data really deliver us the information we need go to the second uh, step of the five-step process, and that is develop the messaging and the strategy. So you don't wanna guess at either one of those. And that's, that's guessing is the most dangerous thing a nonprofit or organization can ever do because guessing is dangerous. Guessing takes you down the wrong path. Guessing usually leads to uh, um, uh, never achieving your full potential. So we step one, we, we gather the data, from that data, data we create the the, the the messaging and the strategy. And messaging should uh, uh, should be very short and, and very easy to, to describe. Anybody should be able to describe their organization in 30 seconds, 45 words. You know, the classic elevator pitch. And uh, um, if you can't do that in 30 seconds, there's a problem. And because that's about the amount of time that, that somebody will, uh, you know, listen to you or let's just, let's just put it in the real terms, let's say a website, a website even has less time. We we believe in, in what we refer to as the seven second rule in seven seconds, somebody, they cut, they visit your website. They should know exactly who you are, what you do and what's in it for me. If you can't do that in seven seconds, what happens is you'll, know, that people tend to leave um, and, and. You want to engage a conversation. so in, in the, the idea of the the elevator pitch, going back to that for a moment, uh, it, it's a, it's an exercise of answering four questions. right? Who are you? What do you do? What makes you special? In other words, what makes you different from all these other nonprofits? And what's in it for the donor? What's in it for the person that that, that you're talking to? So those four questions and with with the understanding who you really are and 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 stringing that together into those four questions is your core messaging and you know there there was a, there's a uh, my favorite quote right? it was from Mark Twain and Mark Twain once said i would have written you a shorter note but i did not have hmm. the time <laughs> so the point but, and and mark twain was brilliant obviously but but the point is it's easy for anyone to describe their organization, um, in, in a, 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 page or two, but it's very difficult to describe your organization in 30 seconds or less, or when it comes to a website, seven seconds or less. Um, but you have to, in today's world, in today's fast moving, impatient world, we have to do that. And so... All all marketing that we look at, all communication, we believe should be targeted to people who do not know you. That's very different than targeting people who do know you. And most organizations, nonprofits in particular, tend to create messaging uh, geared to people who know them. We would argue that that creating messaging to people who do not know you is is incredibly more valuable because it works for people who know you but it all, it works more importantly to people who do not know you to get people engaged. So yeah. I'm sorry, go uh, ahead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like, what's really interesting, you know, I've had a lot of guests on, on the podcast in regards to uh, grants, you know, grant writing and winning grants and those type of things. And all the, the, the steps. Um, and again, I, let's go back to the original premise that I said that, uh, a branding project does much more than just b- build your brand name. It and and every single grant writer that I've ever had on who teaches uh, consults uh, with uh, nonprofits to win more grants says you got to know who you are, you got to know who you serve, you got to know you know all those things. So it's like it again, it comes back to being pervasive in helping your nonprofit throughout the whole
1: organization. Yeah. And you said it earlier uh, when you went through that branding exercise, you learned things about yourself that, that you never knew, Um, you know,
0: you know what? Yes. And no, I mean, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with you. What I am saying is I, I like what you said before about what Mark Twain said, you know, it's like, you know, maybe a lot of us might know something about our organization that we think is true. Maybe we've heard it from our clients, but be able to, 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 to have it in a succinct way, to be able, able to articulate it so that you don't go on and on and on about your company or, or nonprofit when someone asks you. that You can have it down to one sentence. That is a very powerful marketing um,
1: tool. Right. And I would add to that, Stephen, not only that, but how do you say it in a way that nobody else is saying it? So you can own it because when you, when you get your messaging to that point and you own it, now you become famous for something. And ultimately what you want to become is famous for something, You can't be famous for everything, but you can be famous for something. So what is that something that relates to your, your targeted audience that resonates with them? And you know, again, how do you say it in a way that is unique to all the other competitors? So there's a lot of nuances to, to, to creating that message. And and more importantly is again you cannot guess at what you think that message is. You really need to determine exactly what that message needs to be based on your target audience's needs and and their expectations. Okay, because um, you know you have to understand what your prospective uh, supporters and donors uh, need in exchange for a donation. Right? What do they? What do they want? Why are they doing this? And they have other choices. What are those other choices offering them as well? So how do you fit in there? And how do you, how do you raise yourself to the top of, of that list? And um, knowing that information is, we believe, the most critical thing any organization, especially nonprofit, will ever do. Because once you know that and you know it for sure because you've gone through a, 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 a process to learn that and verify that. That's that's when the you know the uh, uh the magic happens. That's when you really start to see success because everyone is saying the same thing. And I want to touch on one other thing too, and that is in the organization, it's critical that everybody, especially outward-facing individuals, are saying the same thing. Because we go through this exercise with with our new clients, and um almost always every we ask. Everyone in the organization. So tell me, you know, what your organization is. Give me a, you know, give me your elevator pitch. They say something different. And sometimes drastically different, sometimes slightly different. But at the end of the day, everyone should be saying the same thing. When somebody asks me, Well, tell me about your organization, what do you do? Everyone should say the same thing. From the CEO all the way down to the receptionist. Although I'm not sure we have receptionists anymore this day and age, but, mm. yeah. <laughs> but you know, my point is everybody in the organization should know and sh- should understand and should say the same thing. And um, not many organizations do that, but the great ones do.
0: Yeah. You know, what's interesting is, so I think I read it. Um, I'm sure I did that, you know, your job uh, when you're working on a branding project is to um, to get emotions out of your clients or prospects And what's interesting with nonprofits with businesses so you have the yin and the yang right you have it's so much easier for a nonprofit to solicit to get emotions out of their brand if done right but yet, everybody in the nonprofit world also has the ability to solicit emotions out of their branding project. So it's like, you, you know, you you have an, a competitive, you have an advantage and and, and listen, it, I, I bet you 90% plus of nonprofits out there, okay, don't work on ban- branding projects, right? So the advantage you have there is if you start to at a young early stage in your organization work on a branding project, you are going to I I I would just tell you that I know for a fact you will leapfrog in donations. Um so if you talk about oh should I go out and apply for more grants or should I go to have more lunches with donors? I I my premise here is take a step back, work on a branding project, and start there. And then everything else will, will be falling into place because it everything else will become much easier. Is that I mean is it's logical, right? Would you is that all fair to say?
1: Oh, very fair to say. And I would agree with it. Uh, um, and and you know what tends to happen, you know, nonprofits, you know, they have contacts, they have, you know, introductions, they have the folks they potential Donors, they they know, um, and when they're meeting with them, they'll they'll say what they think they need to hear. Most of what they're talking about typically is about the nonprofit. Um, they don't always think about well, what what is what does the donor need to hear from me? What do they need to hear me say? What is, what truly is their reason for giving? What is what motivates them? And. What other options do they have? Are they only considering my nonprofit or are they considering two or three or five or 10 others? How do we differentiate ourselves? So understanding and having that knowledge so you could create that message that resonates to them. Because ultimately what you want to, when you're talking to donors personally, but imagine now talking to donors, this is a brand, what a brand will do, talking to the donors when you're not there. Okay, your, your website, your communication uh, um, uh, vehicles, all of those things, talk to donors when you're not there. But let's just focus on talking to a donor. If you're talking to a donor just about yourself and what you do, not knowing what they truly want and how to, how to string that together in the words that will get that donor to go, ah, David, that's exactly what I was looking for. That's exactly what I'm, I'm looking to support. That, that's how, you know, how did you know? So that's, that's where you want to get to that point. Because think about that for a moment. If now your, your 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 development folks are out there saying what donors need to hear, they're also creating the brand. They're becoming more more successful because that that message resonates. All of my 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 main point here is: do not guess at what you think the message should be, because I, I would be as bold to say one hundred percent of the time what you think that message is and what your donor thinks that message is combined with how it differentiates, how you need it to differentiate from your, from the competition is different. And that's something that you can't guess. And time and time and time again, when we go through these processes, discovery, to, um, the interviews, all, all you know, to, to create that message, it becomes so obvious that what we've been saying is not accurate. Or now nah, I take that back. That's, that's, that's harsh. Is not connecting like it should got with it, our donor. It. Because, you know, again, donors have lots and lots of cho- choices and many donors um, are are busy people, right? They're busy people. And uh, so, so you don't have a lot of time with them. So you, so you have to, you have to make sure your time counts and say what they need to hear.
0: Let me, uh, so l- l- let's get this out of the way. Let's, there's five phases that you talk about in your book. Um, first phase, we just covered discovery, Right. What's this? Right. And, and let's not. I don't want to get into details on them yet because I have a specific yeah. agenda that I'm thinking about. First one was discovery. What's the
1: second one? First one was discovery, and from the d- discovery learnings comes the the strategy. So the strategy is developed from the from the discovery as well as the messaging, okay. all of the words you need, everything from an elevator pitch all the way down to a tagline. Um, you know, and mo- most mo- most nonprofits don't ever think about a tagline, but they absolutely have to have one. So that's the second step. The third step is now you have the messaging in place. Now it's the visuals, creating the visuals. What does the website need to look at? What does the brand need to look like? What do things need to look like in order to convey the message? Third. Fourth is the go-to-market strategy. How do you get your name out there? How do you approach new donors? How do you uh, um, create a, uh, or speak to your current donors to make sure that, that, that you're communicating with them on a regular basis? So the communication plan is the fourth step, and the fifth step is really an ongoing process of always optimizing, improving, analyzing uh, your 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 daily, weekly, monthly activity, marketing activity, to make sure that you are growing as a company. So those are the the five steps.
0: So I, what I want to zero in on, um, because you know the podcast would be for hours and hours and hours talking about everything inside of those steps. And that's why you have your book, right? So, um, but since, you know, you've been emphasizing to every, all our listeners, you know, don't jump into the strategy, you know, do the discovery. How are good ways
1: to do the discovery? So what you want to do is you want to identify um People that that are fan, people who, who, who know your company. So external. Discovery is, is broken down the research search part into external and internal. External will be donors, uh, market influencers, supporters, folks that know your nonprofit and you know, asking them questions. But the questions are important important and i can't emphasize this enough but and we we've really kind of created a science of 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 the questions so their emotion so for example we'll ask questions like if you had a magic wand and you can create one thing that would make this our our nonprofit even better um or one thing that that is what what was the, the magic reason why you did you know you decided to support us and and that's a that that's a bad question cuz you know it's 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 rambling on but my point is you want to ask questions that really dig deep into the why why did you support us why you know what were some of your other options why did you not choose them versus us but really digging deep into those um, in the external right donors supporters you ask similar, if not the same questions, what we would do with with the internal folks, the, everyone from the executive director on down to to development folks, same questions. And because a brand, and this is important, uh, you, you don't want to have a company like us, folks like us come in and tell you what your brand is. Because the brand of an organization lives inside of the organization. It's a personality. Our job is to extract it and and properly articulate it and then match that up with with what it the needs of the external folks, the donors, supporters, etc. Um, because you your your brand has to be who you are, because it doesn't change. Okay, it, it doesn't change. Every organization has a personality, every person has a personality. We articulate that. And so it's true, it's believable. And then the third part of that is what we talked about is, is, is looking at competitors, analyzing what they're saying, how they're saying it. So those three points of data in the middle is, is really your essence. It's your, your position. It's who you are. It's your message. Um, and when, and you, when you go through this process, it becomes really obvious, really, really obvious who you are. And uh, um, and many times organizations, you know, kind of, never realized that or, or mostly what happens is is they just didn't realize how to articulate it properly how to message it properly
0: from the consulting assignments that you've done with nonprofits versus the for-profit world what has surprised you now that you've done it for a very long period of time that is insight as to branding projects that nonprofits do versus for-profit?
1: You know, the, the, the big thing that is, they're not much different. Okay. At the end of the day, marketing is a simple, simple process of one person speaking to another person and, you know, one person trying to convince another person and um, it's, it's no different. It's, you know, nonprofits have a different, call it product or service that they're offering uh, than than other organizations, but at the end of the day, it's similar. And I say that because a nonprofit needs to look at themselves that way and go through a, a same process to really position themselves correctly. Because there's an interesting um phenomena going on in, in in the world right now in terms of marketing and messaging. All of us as people you, Steve, and me, all your listeners, all of us as people, we do not want anyone to sell us anything, right? The moment somebody tries to sell us something is the moment we kind of step back and go, I don't know if I trust you anymore. I don't believe you anymore because all you're trying to do is sell me something. So what we have to do and what we do is is answer this question is how do you sell without selling? Okay, and it goes. It goes to uh, speaking to donors, to supporters, uh, from a nonprofit's perspective. perspective, Or the same thing applies for uh, any sort of business. Is the you have to be true, you have to be believable, you have to be credible, you have to resonate um, with who with whom you're speaking with. Otherwise, your your message just just uh, um, does does not uh, uh, does not get listened to. And if no one's going to listen to what you're saying, then well, <laughs> good things will not happen. Yeah,
0: you know, I think that's a, a good way to end it, uh, uh, this podcast. Um, you know, I would highly recommend that people consider getting John's book. I, I uh, the when whenever I've, you know, applied a, a business book and tried to really work on it and apply it to my business, I always got great value out of doing so. And John, you know, has a lot of experience in it. Award-winning and and um, so you know I'd like to thank so very much John Gumas from Gumas uh, Advertising for coming on today's podcast. And if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And if you like today's podcast, please give us a five star review. It really helps us get the word out. And um, also, uh, if you're looking for a line of credit for your nonprofit, please feel free to visit our website at nonprofit. MBA podcast.com. john if anyone wants to get in touch with you how would they go about doing that
1: sure they can go to our website which is gumas.com g-u-m-a-s.com and there's a lot of valuable information um on that site from blogs and so forth um they can uh follow me on social media it's just john gumas um or if if they have a question steven uh, they can reach me uh, on my email all i do is mention your name and i'll be happy to uh Answer any of their questions and that email is the, uh, jgumas at gumas.com. So J-G-U-M-A-S at G-U-M-A-S dot com.
0: Great. Um, thanks for coming on today. It was really fun. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I, I'd like to thank all our listeners. Um, not so much for listening today. Thank you for that. But uh, for you know doing the Harvey, the heavy lifting of trying to make the world a better place. You know, we all have our own part in the way that we're supposed to be helping uh, each other. But, you know, you out there are in the front lines every single day. I thank you for that. We definitely need uh, people like you making the world a better place. And uh, however, I do want to remind you all that you're not any good to your family, your friends, your employees. Uh, your cause if you don't take care of yourself first so make sure that you are doing those things exercising clearing some of your plate so do you have time to be yourself you know doing everything you can to take really good care of yourself I think we all know what that means so um, again thank you for you know working hard to make this world a better place we certainly need it other than that I want to wish everybody a great day I'll see you later